0: Don't call it a comb back. I'll have hair for years. Wake up in the morning feeling like Pete Diddy. Hey, up, Grab girl? my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm going to hit this city. Let's before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Because when I leave
1: for the Coming back. I'm talking.
0: Live from the Finley
2: Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. He does
1: have a tricky body. Oh, he does. Okay. He doesn't
2: look like, oh, okay, look at this. If, if that guy's walking down the street, you have no idea who he is. I don't know if you're saying, yeah,
0: he's the best quarterback in the world. This is the Press Box. So we, our mean, tricky it's, body it's, list is James Harden and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. now Patrick Mahomes runs kind of fun. With Grainy and Bischoff.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, Trevelle Beck.
0: Trevelle Beck's body shit. is not tricky. We know exactly oh. what Back's body is. It is not tricky in any way. Not at all. That is a complete lie. Stop for trying to put TurboPack in that category. On
2: ESPN Las Vegas. PSG. 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 Oh, wait a minute. We're not starting with soccer, but we'll get to that. ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. Ted Tyler, soccer guy, and Jared. Let's go with some hockey.
0: The first bite.
1: Did Taylor Hall reject the Golden Knights?
0: Have a good show, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get to that in a
2: while about how Jared and I are the only ones still alive in the uh, ultimate bet.
1: I like um, steak. It,
2: it appears, Tyler Bischoff, that Taylor Hall, and this is shocking, and I know you'll agree, not everyone in the world believes the Golden Knights are the place to be, <laughs> and everyone doesn't want to come to Las Vegas. I know that's like Twitter's blowing up right now. It's like, how can that be? But... You can remind us or tell us why Taylor Hall might have said, you know what, I'll go to Boston, but that's the only place I'm going, and I don't want to go with a no-trade clause. I don't want
0: to go uh, to Las Vegas. So connecting some dots from some of the national NHL writers, uh, actually, by the do we have to call them international NHL writers since they yeah. cover a lot of yeah. Canada? All yeah, right, international exactly. NHL writers. Uh, Pierre Lebrun yesterday said that, I believe the Sabres had a better offer for Taylor Hall from a Western team. But as Hall said, he really wanted to play in Boston. Elliot Friedman said yesterday as well, I think it was close with Vegas. I mean, as close as it can be without Hall saying yes. Taylor Hall was ultimately traded from Buffalo to Boston uh, Buffalo got a second round pick and Anders Bjork. Anders Bjork is a bottom six forward, um, basically, like they traded Will Carrier uh, to get Taylor Hall with a second round pick. Um, but Taylor Hall had a no movement clause. Taylor Hall had the ability to basically reject any trade that Buffalo came to him and said, Hey, we're looking to trade you to blank. Uh, he had the ability to say, No, I'm not going there. And that Appears to be what happened with Vegas I mean if you're connecting those dots of the Golden Knights offered a team in the West offered something better than what Boston did and Elliot Friedman saying that he thinks it was close with Vegas it certainly sounds like the Golden Knights were trying to trade for Taylor Hall and it sounds like that Buffalo might have accepted their offer and Taylor Hall said no I don't want to go to Vegas
2: well and I'm trying to look up his cap cap hits around eight million is that
0: right yes that is correct
2: so Okay, so obviously there'd have to be a lot of maybe third team and whatever retaining salary, um, uh, you know, in, in that sense. And that's a lot more retaining salary than what they ultimately did for Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. Um, so I don't know. Again, it, I, you know, Friedman and LeBron are really tied in, so I'm not going to discount their reporting. Maybe they couldn't get anyone to retain that, that biggest salary. They certainly couldn't take that on with their cap hits. Um you know, Taylor Hall is Taylor Hall. Really, really good player who has not played well of late. But, you know, I think if you could have made it work, I don't know why you wouldn't have thought seriously about going down that road. So what do you think this is? Was it just as simple as, look, we can't get enough people to retain the salary. Obviously, we can't do this. So it's funny because the deal they made, uh, would they give up a second and a third? And yes. So, I mean, did they almost pay more for Matthias than they would have for Taylor Hall? If, it, if the money could have been worked out, obviously.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, Will Carrier is probably worth more than a third round pick, but it's almost yes. the same exact deal: a second and third for Matthias Janmark is basically a second and Will Carrier for Taylor Hall. And Taylor Hall, I mean, Taylor Hall hasn't been good for a, no. a while. Like a while. he he started he started his career, he scored twenty goals in the first six of his first eight seasons, mm-hmm. and he won he won the heart. He was the, yeah, MVP, he the of MVP. The MVP yeah uh but since then he hasn't top 16 goals in his last five seasons this year in Buffalo he has just two goals in 37 games like he is an under massively underperforming talent but there's a ton of upside like there's really high upside on Taylor Hall and we talked about Matthias Janmark yesterday he's not exactly lighting it up goals and points wise at five on five so you're kind of counting on Matthias Janmark sort of overperforming what he's been doing this year as well so it's it's a similar trade with taylor hall probably having a lot more upside what i mean from what pierre lebron and elliott Friedman reported and what taylor hall said after he got traded to boston it sounds like taylor hall said no to vegas it sounds yeah. like the golden knights had a plan in place to, that they had that, that whatever buffalo was going to retain four million dollars they had another team to retain two million and the golden knights were going to find a way to fit his $2 million uh, salary cap hit for them underneath the salary cap. So it sounds like the Golden Knights had figured out a way to get this done and Taylor Hall's the one that said no. So it's sort of fascinating to think if the Golden Knights had this deal done, what were they willing to do? Like, were they willing to give up multiple draft picks? Like, were they going to have to move a player out to make this work? Like, were were they going to have to trade Will Carrier away? To make this work, because all we heard yesterday was, or two years ago, was Kelly McCrimmon saying how important it was not to trade anybody away, but to make the Taylor Hall trade work, they might have had to trade somebody away.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and the other thing is, is he played? You know, he played a short time in Arizona. I'm trying to figure out. Also, I I have no idea. I don't know this guy. I don't know why he would say no to Vegas. He was out here for this part of the country for a little while. Uh, You know, he's a Canadian who's. Played most of his career with Jersey and Buffalo, and now Boston. Maybe that's just where he wants to be. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it does seem like ultimately they went to him and said he said no. Um, I don't know if it specifically had anything to do with the Golden Knights. I don't know why you wouldn't want to play with the Golden Knights at this point in your career in terms of how good they've been. And he's—I'm sure he's seen the crowds. I'm sure he's been—you know—he's seen what the entire organization's about. So I'm not going to guess because I don't know him. But it is interesting that he did play out here for a little bit. And if Vegas, if they came to him about Vegas, he said, no, Um, it could be that. Not knowing him, it could be very personal, family related. Who knows? But he obviously has been most of his career in the East Coast. And maybe that's just where he wants to be. Um, It does. uh, We, you know, I made fun in the beginning, but it does say, you know, look, the Knights are a great organization. There's no question about that. Guys who are here, they can't stop talking enough about how, you know, they love playing for it but that's not 100 percent not everyone in the world wants to come to vegas and live out here and have your career here and obviously he had somewhat of an issue with it because i agree with you if these guys are saying it was that close then the knights had probably figured out a way Um, now they said we didn't want to let anyone up the roster but at the end of the day it's taylor hall for will Carey, and we're just throwing will Carey out as an option i can't believe they wouldn't make that deal no matter how many people they didn't want to lose off their roster right but i do think
0: this was more of a taylor hall issue It just seemed like it was more in. On making Taylor Hall's contract fit, what's interesting is that yesterday, the day after the trade deadline, the Golden Knights put Ryan Reeves on long-term IR. And conceivably, they could have done that on Monday before the trade deadline because he got hurt in Sunday's game. And had they done that on Monday, they might have had enough cap space just from that move to make taylor hall's contract work like that might have been enough Mm -hmm. putting him on long-term ir plus patrick brown who they did earlier on monday as well which reeves make two million no he's at 1.7 now i think all right so that that might have been enough to make it work to get taylor hall's contract in now that would have meant ryan reeves would have been done for the rest of the regular season because you salary cap wise they would not have been able to bring anybody back from long-term ir um But Reeves, the fact that he's on long-term IR now, he's not going to be back until the first week of May anyway, because he's got to miss 24 days. So Golden Knights' last game is May 8th. He might be back for the last couple of regular season games. So that probably would have been fine. But maybe, maybe with Ryan Reeves, if they had put him on long-term IR on Monday, maybe that would have been enough to fit Taylor Hall. And that would have been the Golden Knights making that big acquisition, without getting rid of anybody on the team because they would have just put somebody on long-term IR instead yeah
2: this guy's a, a guy who scored like you said 39 in 2017-18 when he won the heart now that's one two that's four seasons ago and he's not been anywhere near that but it at the I mean you have it right I mean if you take you the choices between him and and Matthias you take him I mean that's obviously just just because of his past and what he's been able to do and then you really hope he gets I mean he was on Buffalo so let's be honest um you know, who he was playing with uh, and really Arizona as well. You put him on this team around these kind of players. uh, I don't even know at some point, I don't even know if he's a bottom six guy. Maybe he's he's elevated if he starts playing like he has in the past and and his talent shows through about what he's been, you know, before. Who knows how high in the lineup he could have gone if he gets his, you know, if he gets his his scoring back. So, yeah, I mean, it's something to think about when it comes down to the Golden Knights, if they could have added him. But ultimately, it seems like he said no.
0: Yeah, all, all the things that Kelly McCrimmon said about Matthias Janmark and why they wanted him and how he can help solidify the bottom six and how he can move up and down the lineup if they need him to, Taylor Hall's probably a better option to do all yes. of those things yes. than Matthias Janmark was. Now, yeah. Taylor Hall, it's not been great in his career. And he, like since he won the Hart, he's been on a couple of different teams, and they've mm-hmm. all been bad. Now, is it Taylor Hall's fault that Arizona and Buffalo have been two of the bad teams in the NHL that's, when he played there? Probably not entirely, but he hasn't had a great track record here uh, since winning the Hart Trophy. So there is a risk in terms of what Taylor Hall does to the rest of the team, but I think you're still taking that chance if Taylor Hall's any good. Because here's the thing, if Taylor Hall sucks, if you trade for him and he sucks, you can do exactly what they did to Tomas Tatar three seasons ago, four seasons ago, where they traded for Tomas Tatar at the deadline. And then Gerard Gallant didn't play him in the playoffs sometimes. Like Tomas Tatar was a a healthy scratch in the playoffs a couple of times because, well, yeah, he's not not what Gerard Gallant wants, even though he's a 20-goal scorer. So, like, you didn't have to play him. So I just find it interesting that the Golden Knights may have been offering a lot more than Boston, but couldn't get him because the player said no, which uh, that's going to be the first time we've ever had an instance of a player saying no to the Golden Knights.
2: That we know of for sure.
0: Yeah, that we I mean, know,
2: that we know of for absolutely for sure. This, they're usually, you know, running to get here, which is great. I mean, it says a lot for the Golden Knights, says a lot for the organization. But, and this is definitely the first time, probably, that a player, no matter how you know good or bad he's been of late, would say no to them. Um, Wait a minute, who's his think, agent?
0: Is his agent Alan Walsh? I sure oh, hope God. so. My guess, no, is no, it's not. Bob, it's Bobby Orr. It's it's Bobby Orr. Oh, oh that would have oh, been great if it was Alan that's Walsh.
2: That would have been awesome. No, Alan was uh, Alan was busy yesterday, as he should have been, to um, c- tweeting congratulations to Pacioretty for the 300th goal. His, his client—that's he should have been. Alan was Alan was a good guy on Twitter yesterday, all positive, all positive about Pacioretty, and and good for him. So, Alan's got enough on his plate to worry about also having Taylor Hall on his
0: client list. Man, how great he, would that have been if uh, current Alan Walsh client rejects trade to Golden Knights? Oh.
2: That would have been been awesome. I mean, Alan, I mean, would that have made Uh, Alan happy or sad?
1: First press conference. Why did you reject uh, the Golden Knights? I didn't even hear the Golden Knights were interested.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Alan? My agent never told me that. I wonder if Alan would have been okay with that or not okay with that.
0: Well, he would have been the one saying no. He Like Jared's saying, Taylor Hall never found out he had an offer to go to Vegas. It was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, just Boston. Boston's the only one. Can't go to Vegas. Cannot send you there.
1: Didn't Jason Zucker sort of say that he didn't want to play in Las Vegas?
0: Did he? he? He might have said that also.
2: He might have said that also. I vaguely yeah, recall, I mean, like,
1: the one player from Las Vegas being like, yeah, Vegas. Cool.
2: and i think you know what i think he did because i think the assumption at least locally was he'd want to because why wouldn't you and here we go again chris beard i want to come home um but that you're i think you hit it on the head Jared. i do believe i remember that where he he wasn't as enthusiastic i guess as everyone here just assumed he'd want to you know it's like oh why wouldn't you why wouldn't you come back well Sometimes people don't want to. I mean, it's hard for people to believe around the Golden Knights as good as their organization is. You know, sometimes they want to play elsewhere. Sometimes they, you know, have a feeling about another organization, and obviously Taylor Hall did.
0: All right. Coming up next, NFL players are ready to miss another offseason of in-person workouts. The thing that's off in Green Bay is that Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, are not not good. Like, they're just not. He doesn't. Are they bad or are they just, like, not good? I think they're bad. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Dennis, go try a title I guess. for 600. They swept over the NBA, winning the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? What are the Boston Celtics. Oh, you know that one, huh? are back to the Press
2: Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187 Finley Kia. Come see a Kia on West Sahara.
0: Aaron Rodgers is going to retire from the NFL and become the full-time host of Jeopardy again.
2: Yeah. Did Burton. you watch any of him?
0: No. Of course. Wondered I just, if Jeopardy. wondered if you uh,
2: thought how, if he was any good at all. I mean, it's a tough look. No one's going to replace the guy who, who had done it for so long. But I mean, I they're 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 trying out all these guest hosts, and I thought he was good. It's a tough spot to try to do that, but um, yeah, I thought he was okay. He's he had some he had actually some funny quirks where they kind of ripped the Packers or ripped kicking in a field goal, and he played along with it. So anytime that guy shows any kind of sense of humor, he's probably doing well. I, thought,
1: <laughs> I, I always thought Aaron Rodgers had a good sense of humor. It was very dry. It's just very that dry. he doesn't like it. It can't be about him. It yeah. has to be about something else.
2: He, he he has he has a sense of humor of a really really intelligent person. So it's always like really dry, and he's really intelligent. So, but it's just you know he's he kind of I, I don't know about you, but he comes off as really aloof.
1: Yeah, but he also comes which off as smart. Really, people usually do. He also yes. comes off as really butthurt most of the yes. time. Like just yes. like mm, well, I thought I did yeah. well, and it's yeah. just like yeah, you're Aaron Rodgers. Calm. No one no one's on the other side of this argument. <laughs>
0: Jared, there are, there's always a chip on the shoulder that's how they get there is fake chips on the shoulder
1: i mean yeah was it the i want to say it was the 17 and 0 patriots that were like no one thought we'd be here <laughs>
0: yeah it's just like
1: guys didn't lose a game <laughs> all
0: right so news yesterday in the nfl uh as it relates to the offseason, is that players on the broncos the seahawks and the Buccaneers have Buccaneers. gotten together and have, they have said they are not going to participate in voluntary workouts that are supposed to start this month. Uh they have cited COVID 19 protocols, or I should say, the lack of COVID 19 protocols that have been put in place by the NFL and the fact that these are voluntary workouts in April. Uh, so you have three teams yesterday. Uh, there were some reports yesterday that you should expect more teams to follow suit. Uh, so are we going to see voluntary workouts just completely wiped out in the NFL this year?
2: I think we might. The Raiders are meeting today as a team. The players are to discuss what they want to do. So let me ask you this. So the NFLPA is telling their teams to stay away. So your union's saying you need to stay away. And these teams, I didn't know about the Buccaneers, so now you add it's a third team. Isn't it? in your opinion, isn't it really hard to go against that? Like you might really want to practice and say, eh, come on now, you're in a room together saying, is this as this big a deal? But for two points, one, you're going against your union and other teams. And two, what if you're a team, let's take the Raiders that you say, no, we're okay. We're going to do all these in-person workouts and three or four guys pop positive and then they're like, well, why didn't you follow the league? Why didn't you follow these other teams? Why would you go back? We told you not to go back. I just wonder what you think about how hard it's going to be to kind of go against the grain here in terms of your union and other teams.
0: I mean, the the whole point of having the union is to make these decisions together, isn't it? Like, right? That, like yeah. Would it, think, yeah. It, to me, it's a little strange that that we had three teams come out and do it separately, as opposed to you know all the teams doing it together. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the Raiders or, or whatever team, and you want to practice, it's it's gonna be hard to do that. I mean, it, it's gonna be yeah. tough to say, yeah, this is we're we're gonna we're gonna be one of the four teams that actually go to these voluntary workouts. Yeah, uh, this month, like that. That's I don't know. It'd be, it'd be strange to see some teams sitting out and some teams deciding, nope, we're gonna we're gonna show up and we're gonna practice. Um, so yeah, I I'd, I'd be interested to see how many teams do that. I think it's in their best interest just as a union of players to all make the same decision regardless of what it is it's probably in their best interest for all of them to sit out now because you have three teams saying that they're going to sit out and not show up yeah i mean
2: i i i'll be shocked and and look i mean obviously coaches let's start with gruden the last thing they want are more zoom calls or more virtual workouts i mean uh especially when you know teams like them who have a new coordinator on the side of the ball they haven't done anything so the last thing (laughs) Gruden or Gus Bradley want is to have to try to instruct over video or, you know, these virtual meetings. But again, the inherent pressure on players whose union has said we we prefer they're not ordering them, obviously, but they're saying we believe you should stay away. That's a really tough line to cross. I mean, they all, I'm sure at their at their heart, the most of them want to cross it. They want to get back on the field. They've a lot of them have already been at facilities lifting or do whatever they do. But Monday starts the first official, you know, full practice in terms of voluntary, which is never voluntary anyway. But I think it's a hard I think it's a hard line to cross, man. I mean, you're going to go against teams and your union. And if you do that, you better hope no one pops
0: positive or gets to you, but you. get COVID cases because then you really look bad at that point. Can <laughs> you imagine John Gruden this whole year if they don't have a normal off season again? Oh, he's going to bring it up nonstop again right. over wow. Jonathan Abram. Jonathan Abram's going to be in the last year of his rookie contract and we're going to hear, well, he hasn't had a normal offseason yet, so we can't evaluate him. That's I mean, I, the, the idea
2: of Gruden having, you know, Derek Carr walk in and say, coach, we're going to sit it out. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> the bubble butts staying at home. The, uh, you know, the defensive players trying to learn the scheme this will send Gruden over the edge as much as he wants to get back on that field and start, uh, start, uh, getting those bubble butts ready. You know, he's got a lot of new bubble butts up front. So when you have that many up front to try to get an offensive line patch together, I mean, the last thing you want are those guys sitting at home on the couch. Is (laughs) Derek Carr, the poor player
0: that has to tell John Gruden they're not going to show up to practice. I would think who, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know who else it would be. But I, I feel well, bad for whatever. Player <laughs> I think has it would have been Kelly Rodney Jones.
2: Hudson, but he's no longer with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rodney I mean, Hudson would have been the guy. But I, like, where's Rodney? Uh, we let him. We we let him go. I think. Trade in a, I think in a way,
1: Rodney Hudson did tell them that he wasn't <laughs> going to be there for spring OTAs. Who brings it up yeah. more? If if the Rebels go, yeah, we're not showing up for spring practice. Who brings it up more, oh. Arroyo or Gruden? Oh, oh.
2: can you imagine? The face and the expression—if Arroyo was told that and he had to take off his sunglasses, Jeez. and he had to—he had to show them his eyes in terms of the displeasure of no spring ball for a second straight year.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, it's two two free years. None, nothing counts if you don't have spring practice. No, um, it counts. Also, the other part of this that I find funny is that these are voluntary workouts. Why do we have to have statements about not showing up to voluntary workouts? Can't you just not show up because they are voluntary?
2: No. <laughs> that, voluntary is the dumbest word in the history of NFL workouts, given absolutely none of this is voluntary. None of it. Unless yeah. you're hurt. And by the way, if you're hurt, you're you're there anyway because you're in the training room. You're not, like, staying at home. and You better be on the operating table under anesthesia completely knocked out for them to say okay you can stay away other than that voluntary is not voluntary at that level you are at that you are at that facility
1: yeah it's uh, tyler have you never had a job wherever it's just like well you don't have to do the training and it's like oh okay so i have to do the training thank you for the passive aggressiveness
0: (laughs) yeah no if it's voluntary just tell them no thanks Uh, no thanks You don't, you don't need a statement. It's voluntary. You say, oh, it's voluntary? Good to know. All right, coming up next, Brandon Chappell joins the show. He is the newest assistant coach for UNLV basketball. He is the Tiger King. McCaw back to Seegers. A three for Jerome is short. No legs. Air ball, no, no legs. legs. And now a pass way up ahead to oh. Harris. And then Carter just elbows Poiser out of the way. He just and Harris dunked him. it. Just shoved him out of the way. Carter's a dirty player. I'll say it right now. <laughs>
2: We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with
0: Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Holding it down, city, seen, never seen it Joining us now is Brandon Chappell, the new assistant coach for UNLV men's basketball. Brandon, how are you this morning?
3: What's up, Brandon? Hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, man. Excited to be here. And, um, man, I, I, I've been doing it all week, and so I'm not going to fault you for it. But it's Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle. Oh man!
0: Oh, man. Okay. Hey, look, it
3: it has been happening to me since I was in first grade in grade school. So I'm not. I don't even take it personal. Oh, it's like
2: all it's right. like we were the guy who just shot the air ball on the on the region. <laughs> Jeez.
0: <laughs> so Brandon Chappelle is with us. <laughs> okay. So so Brandon, when how how long have you been here? When did you actually get out to Las Vegas?
3: I I flew out here yesterday morning. And um, wow. I-, I was out here last week, just kind of to close a couple things out. So I was out here a couple days last week. Went back home to Texas, and then I just got back out here um, yesterday morning. So uh, this this Vegas life is real fresh for me right now.
0: So what was like? What was the selling point for you to leave where you played at Lamar to come to UNLV and be an assistant?
3: What wasn't even close. It, it was. It was Kevin Kruger and the UNLV, just just the history and everything about it. Um, growing up, obviously, was a UNLV fan. My dad was a big UNLV fan, um, and and Coach Kruger and I, I met him a few years ago, and, and we remained close. and I understand his mindset, his vision, his culture, and it was it was honestly a no brainer for me.
2: Uh, Brandon, you you were I think you're a grad assistant when he was at NAU. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so you saw him on a daily basis, Kevin. So give us a description about why Kevin Kruger is the right man for this job and what about him do you believe characteristically his coaching style will feed into this and, and, and help, you know, be get back to the NCAA tournaments and build a winner?
3: No question. He's, uh, you, you know, you guys here, y'all, y'all know Kevin, he, he carries the persona of keeping everything, you know, close to the vest and very business-like, and he carries that on the court. At Northern Arizona, we both got hired around the same time. Uh, I was a graduate assistant; he was assistant coach, and and he he was business first at all times. Um, obviously, able to have relationships with the guys, but him as a former player, uh, he's pretty he's pretty cut and dry. You know, it's it's he just lets you know how he feels, and he attacks it, and you know exactly what you're going to get from him every single day. You don't have to worry if he's up or if he's down. He kind of stays consistent his message and his work ethic and it was something that that you know we just kind of clicked uh with that staff over there at, at northern arizona
0: uh, you guys have had uh, a lot of roster turnover as a lot of college basketball programs do now but i'm curious if you if you were describing what kind of roster you guys are trying to put together here how would you describe it
3: um you know just you know similar to the rosters in the past but, but just guys that ultimately just want to be here and want to work extremely hard for one goal. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's Las Vegas. I mean, the history, the town, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to sell this place. But the selling point for Coach Kruger and the rest of the staff I can speak for is guys just ultimately, truly wanting to be here, wanting to be selfless. And, and, and I know we have some good guys on the roster, and I'm, I'm still getting a feel for that. But, but those are the guys that, that we're going after and, and that we want to be a part of this program.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you, Brandon. I mean, you guys, it, it's, it's difficult because I'm sure you're you're hitting refresh on your computer every day with this portable and more and more names going into the portal. And all of a sudden, a kid goes in and six schools have called them within an hour. So how difficult does it become with the portal and how many kids are in that to not only know if he's a good player and make contact and see if you have, you know, some relationship down the line with a coach or whatever, but his character, his personality, how has the portal made it difficult to really find out who a kid is as everyone starts coming after him?
3: You know what? That's a great question. And and I'm not sure how other programs do it around the country, but like with us, um, you know, these kids, they're going out of portal, just like you said, you know, they hit it 30 minutes later, they have 60 text messages from 60 programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and and these guys are constantly on job interviews all throughout the day so uh, it's quick you can tell what they're looking for what their mindset is and, and 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 the feel when you talk to them you know you can get one guy that's like oh you know man I'm just trying to do my thing you know and, and they're pretty consistent with that or it's someone that's like hey I just want to find a home where, where where everybody's there working hard you know I was this happened at this school and and this is what I want to do different so uh, you kind of get a good feel for the guys uh, because we, we got to give them a little, you know, credit there or a little credit or, uh, you know, they're going through a lot themselves. So, you know, it's hard to mask hidden agendas and, and
0: hidden motives. Brandon, is there like a transfer portal app on your phone that's just dinging with notifications every time a new name is? Oh, entered?
3: my, oh, it's, it's, it's. It's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's Snapchat, it's emails, it's calls, it's relationships. It's 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 the wild west. But um, you know, seems <laughs> team, seems like Baylor just won a national championship. You know they, you know they had a lot of you know, transfers, and you know it works out for a lot of people. And sometimes people just need that that second, you know, that fresh look or a second chance. And that's what we're looking for in them as well.
2: I mean, you're, you're in a league, whether it's Nevada or San Diego State, who've done really, really well with transfers. Some schools have not done well with transfers. In 2021, do you kind of accept, and it's kind of become a cliche, some like it, some don't, about get old, stay old, and just get guys now because you got to win right now? Or do you think this will be a program with Kevin that will pick and choose transfers when he gets going and really and, and, and try to stay high school? Like, what's the philosophy you like right now in 2021?
3: Well, you, you know, um, I – I don't want to fully speak for, for Kevin, but I understand that you know he, he definitely wants to build a culture here. Um, that's first and foremost. so if it's if it's a high school guy that, that fits that mode and, and what what he's looking for and what we want in a player, then then that's the route we're going. or if it's a transfer that you know he, he, he's in a position where he feels like he can be better. you know so we're not necessarily just staying locked in on transfers uh, or I'm sorry, division one transfers in that quarter. It's truly the best fit. I know that sounds cliche, but, you know, you know, Coach Kruger, he's been here. He's played here. He's seen the success here. You know, it's, it, his dad was here and did it a certain way as well, and, and I know that's our mindset. So, you know, obviously, we can get a great player in the portal great, but if there's a good high school guy out there and, you know, they have so much talent in this area, you know, we're not going to pass that up either.
0: Uh, Brandon Chappelle with us, new assistant coach with UNLV Basketball. So you were high school teammates with Kendrick Perkins. What do you enjoy more? Did you enjoy watching him in the NBA or do you enjoy watching him on TV as an analyst now?
3: Oh, that's a good, man, that's a great question. That is, <laughs> that is my brother. So I've, I've seen him, you know, work his tail off from, you know, from when we was in first grade. And, and I know that sounds crazy, a first grader working his tail off. but But that's really the truth with him. I can honestly say I'm more entertained with seeing him on ESPN now. Uh, <laughs> he He's a blue-collar guy, and, and it's it's amazing because the type of player he was with, with just, you know, get it done, straightforward, you know, aggressive, being a star in his role, he's doing the exact same thing right now on ESPN where, you know, he looks forward to going at it with Stephen A. and, and Max, and and, and he, he's just excited about the opportunity. So, uh If you ask him, he's like, man, I was in the NBA for 14 years. I couldn't get a seat at a restaurant, and now I'm on the (laughs) (laughs) NBA. I can eat eat where I want now, and I gained 100 pounds. He's a great guy, man. He's a great guy.
0: Has he already told you he's coming out to Vegas in the fall?
3: Absolutely, but he's so busy. He's told me he's going a lot of places in the fall, so uh i'm just gonna (laughs) i think it's gonna be easier to get him out this way but uh, he's extremely excited for this opportunity as well you know over the years and my relationship with the krugers he's he's got a chance to know them as well so so he's excited about everything that's going on so
2: now lon kruger has said uh to us and on the record it's kevin's program it's his time to shine uh Is there any chance Lon Kruger won't be able to at least say, "I got to get to practice. The juices are flowing. I might not they until they ask me my opinion. I won't say anything. But I got to be around the program. And how much of an advantage would that be, just having him as a sounding
3: board? I mean, I I think you you absolutely hit it on the head right there. He truly believes in his son, and he wants him to, you know, to grow into his own. But you know, Coach Kruger, he's a, you know, he's legendary. He's a He's a baller himself so him wanting to be around the game I'm sure that's gonna come around and I mean come on who who would not open the door for him to come into practice he doesn't he doesn't even have to call or say anything uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he has a goodie bag in, in his house ready to go as
0: well <laughs> all right Brandon we need, we need you to clear something up for us um, oh, I, I don't oh, I don't know if you're oh, aware of this oh, or not. Man. Okay, I think you are aware of what's it. Appears, happening here. It appears he's aware oh. of this. <laughs> so
3: I, 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 I promise you I don't know what direction we're going in, but come on, I got my heart hand on.
0: All right. <laughs> when you when you Google Brandon Chappelle, the first things that pull up are who is the secret son of Joe Exotic? Are you <laughs> Brandon Chappelle the secret son of Tiger King's Joe Exotic? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh my gosh. Look, I'm about to post a picture of my dad, my family, my grandpa. I'm about to go down the whole list because, um, this opportunity has been unbelievable. I've been getting a lot of text messages and calls and I've equally been getting the same text messages. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, man, is it because I'm light skinned and they don't, I mean, what's going on?
0: Uh,
3: But no, that is, that is absolutely false. Uh, but it's funny. It's funny. And you know, it's, it's whatever. Uh, I didn't know much about it, but now because of friends and they're sending me emojis and they're laughing. and <laughs> I've actually had a couple random numbers that's like, hey, bro, is this you? You know, so <laughs> uh, it's, it's well, funny, we, but it's absolutely false.
2: Listen, Brandon, I mean, as a UNLV coach, uh, you I'm sure you're going to be welcomed. And you're talking about Kendrick with free, free meals and everything. You're probably going to be good there in terms of UNLV be being an assistant. But if you actually, you know, you say you're Tiger King, you might get a free suite at like a casino or something. You start throwing
0: that around in this town, man, you're going right. to be treated well.
3: Right. I can go to Circus Olay and everything just walk right in. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, he is Brandon Chappelle, new assistant head coach for UNLV basketball. Brandon, we appreciate it this morning. Thanks, Brandon.
3: Take care of yourself, man. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Ed. I really appreciate you guys. and I, and, and, again, I'm excited to be here, ready to get to work.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks, Brandon. So uh, he knew he knew before you asked the question. <laughs> he knew which way we were going before you asked the question.
0: I uh, mean, listen, listen. I feel bad. You, you Google it, and it that's yes, what pops up. Yes, that's that's all me. there is. Like it's I, it's brutal if you're Brandon Chappelle. and that's what I don't know. I, what it
2: is. I, I I'm that's a pretty popular show. I might say, well, I might be now. Can I have the meal? <laughs> I mean, I you know you got you got to play this play the strengths at all times.
0: By the way, I can I cannot believe I mispronounced his last name. Like that it that is yeah. the one thing that I hate doing more than anything with interviews is mispronouncing someone's name. And I didn't even I didn't even second guess that it was Chapel. I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that that might be pronounced a different way cuz you guys know like we have we've looked up how to pronounce people's names in, in on yeah. like YouTube before we bring them on yes. and stuff just to make sure. Didn't even cross my mind that it would uh, be Chappell, but it is Brandon pr- Chappell.
2: What we need with UNLV basketball coaches and coaches of all of all uh, levels is we need hockey nicknames so we can just say nicknames. <laughs>
1: B, BC, B- oh, okay. Is. But also think about this: the years of Tyler covering Marvin Menzie's basketball teams, he could get John- Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. I just screwed up Jonathan, but the chamwa Chachua <laughs> is the part that like Tyler nails. He nails all of the like. The names from different countries, Chappelle, that's the one that trips him
0: up. Because, listen, when you see Chabu you, like, take the time to figure out how to pronounce oh. it. I just... I saw, I did I thought it was Chappell. I didn't even cross well, my mind that it would be Chappell. Didn't put a second thought into it.
2: You were an expert on on Jonathan's name. Did you see how many times it was mispronounced during the final four by those poor guys? <laughs> <laughs> after a while, they're just like Jonathan, John,
0: big Jonathan. He, big he Jonathan, became big Jonathan. He became yeah. big John. Man, that's that's oh. all they got to man. All right, coming up next. Yeah, I think there was a soccer game yesterday. Chelsea oh. won. Big game. Big game. Looking for one more special moment. Terrific tackle from Hernandez, but Bayern are in borrowed time. And the champions fall. Bayern win the match, but Bayern lose their crown.
2: We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley
0: Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. Man, what a performance yesterday by... uh... Chelsea, an American Christian Kulishnik, I gotta say, huge game in the Champions League for Chelsea to uh, advance over Porto to the semifinals. So um, Bayern Munich has been eliminated
2: by PSG. Uh, that did not so, happen. So that at the end of the day, real. at the end of the day, no matter what happens, and Man City is uh, starts at noon today. No matter what happens, Jared and I outlasted you in our bet. I mean, man, if, if City, man, man, man City could lose nine zero today, and I and I and I outlasted you. So it's just okay. It's just, it's just, all what right,
0: it is. all right. First off, you would not outlast me if Man City gets eliminated today, just because their game was scheduled the next. Absolutely day. Absolutely, I would. I, I, I'm a day. I'm a day after you. Absolutely, just because the yes, schedule. is day late. Is yes. a day later. And yes. second off. Jared had all but two teams, so yes, he's going to outlast anybody <laughs> who didn't make it this far. Well, I'm a winner. I mean,
2: it, yeah, it, not yet, Jared. Not yet. Uh, Later I'm still alive. Tyler's a not. Tyler's not alive. Bayern Munich has gone home. Uh, well, actually, they were at home. No, they weren't at home. That was uh, they were at home the first. Time. So uh, yeah, they had to go home and. Um, Wait for another year. That that's a shame. That's a shame. I was thinking about that yesterday. That. So, that's a
1: shame. If Man City gets eliminated today, which I don't even know if that's possible. Oh, um, it's possible. How many away goals would that take, Tyler? Is that one uh, of those things? If didn't they
0: if, win?
2: Didn't they
1: win two
0: one to start? If Bayern Munich wins one nothing, Bayern Munich advance. Or not Bayern. If if no. Dortmund wins one yeah. nothing, Dortmund advances yeah. over Man City.
1: Okay, so,
0: so. not gonna happen. The chances that City scores, doesn't, doesn't score. score, is pretty low. So outside of that, Dortmund would have to win by two goals, which is possible. Dortmund's got, like, one of the best players in the world, but Man City's been the best team in the world this year. So not likely. Is I think 538 gave Man City, like, an 84% chance of advancing.
1: So you're saying there's a chance. We've yeah, already got –
2: sure. we're like the uh, – we're the NCAA tournament team having to scout – You know two opponents so we've already got someone on psg at this point uh already scouting already scouting psg for the semis so uh yeah we're watching yesterday closely because we knew psg
0: would win and uh byron munich would be eliminated you know it's brutal and i know we talked about this two weeks ago they really put the three best teams in the world on the same side of the bracket like Bayern munich man city and psg are probably the three best teams in the world They're all on the same side of it. Like, the other semifinal is going to be Chelsea and most likely Real Madrid. Chelsea's in, like, fifth in England, and Real Madrid is, I think they're in first, or maybe they're in second behind Atletico Madrid, but they're not having, like, a great season. Meanwhile, the two of the three best teams in the world just played each other in the quarterfinals. Brutal! And I got screwed by away goals, too unbelievable oh, man. So, here we go get the guy it's the unbelievable out. are we oh,
1: is there some way for us to like double down on stuff so if, if man city gets eliminated today is there a way to get you guys back in so that i could get more lunches
2: mm, not really because if but no i mean no
1: just stay with <laughs> psg just stay with
2: psg at this point you'll probably be okay you'll probably be all right oh. now I will say, I will say I have to take uh I have to say that uh I don't know if it was unfair, but I was allowed the first pick in the draft. So uh
0: that gave me an I advantage. Will, I that will not, me an advantage. I will not take that excuse cuz I would have taken Bayern Munich if I had the first pick. So oh, I, okay. I I got All right. okay. I got I got the player that was number 1 on my draft board, Ed. I got my okay. Cleveland Furl. You got your Cleveland Furl. Okay. All
2: right.